We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye. With me, as always, Jack Manuel. Jack, how are we doing? Remember last year's draft night, Nick? Cam Thomas, Dayron Sharp, Kessler Edwards. This is where we are now. What a fun time to be a Nets fan. Yeah. As of right now, we just entered the second round. The Nets still have no draft picks. And obviously, we got more lovely news about Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, which we'll jump into. Before we do that, quick reminder, you can find the Brooklyn Buzz on all streaming platforms. Jack, where do we start? Nick, I'm kicking off with your percentage question. Where is your percentage <laughs> for Kyrie leaving at now? I think yesterday I was at 60-40 of him staying, and you seemed oh, 55-45, and you seemed relatively shocked by that. Are you down to my level now? Yeah, I think right now I'm probably at 50-50. I think it's you know just kind of like a flip of a coin. I think, as we've discussed on many episodes, trying to predict Kyrie's behavior is kind it's of like a, two-faced like a little bit like it's yeah. the 50 50 element as soon as you said that i'm like man that's two-faced it's just like let's just leave it up to the gods i'll i'll take a taxpayer mle in los angeles and leave 30 million dollars on the table despite i lost 17 million dollars this year losing 47 million dollars in the space of two years kai's got all the money that he probably wants and, and needs and he I, I don't think it's a priority for him and like we said predicting what he could do but Man, the fact that we are at 50-50 now after everything that has happened and we'll discuss all of the, the rumors and, and the bombs from Shams and Woj and Brian Windhorst and everywhere else and then have our sort of thoughts and discussion about it. But it's getting more depressing by the day, Nick. Yeah, I think it just kind of continues to approach its final stages. And we thought by the time we got to this point, it would be you know, ascending in the right direction instead of declining in the wrong direction. And we continue to get, you know, more negotiations through the media, more aggressive leverage plays and essentially more threats in terms of, you know, what Kyrie could potentially do or what Kevin Durant could potentially do. And I think, you know, as it gets further, the more damage that's done, you know, obviously, like we talked about on the previous show with also the relationships, but the Nets not being able to make moves because they don't know what their future entails because they have no idea if their two best players are going to be on the team or want to be in the team because of the way they handled the situation over the last month or so. Look, let's tackle one thing at a time because there is a lot that has happened in the past 24 hours since we've literally recorded yesterday. Um, Shams was dropping bombs left, right, and center, and his biggest ones were that he says he expects Curry to opt in and get traded, 
and is that KD has been mulling his future for weeks. Now, whether that is totally true or it's coming straight from Kyrie to put extreme pressure on the front office and ownership, I don't know. But either way, it's not the best news to to be comprehending and talking about. What did you think when you saw that? Because I I was that was probably the most devastating bits other than you know all the KD stuff that we've sort of seen as well I, I've, I've experienced new levels of devastation being a Nets fan in the past 72 hours yeah these Woj and Shams bombs are just extremely scary at this point because you don't know what to expect or what's going to pop on your screen and I think you know the way Shams worded it he said Kyrie would do that shortly so he hasn't done that quite yet. So maybe there is there's still time for the Nets to, you know, get that deal done. But again, this feels like one of the final, you know, stages of this public negotiation with that being, you know, a final major major blow where Kyrie's really throwing out there like, hey, I'll opt in, demand a trade and potentially go to one of these teams. And maybe it's not the perfect scenario for me, but I'm going to make sure it's not the perfect scenario for you either. Look, nothing is perfect right now, Nick. It is the definition of imperfect. And look, sometimes imperfect is good, but right now imperfect is incredibly, incredibly bad. I want, you know, Kevin Rand and Kyrie Irving aren't perfect. And Kyrie Irving is the definition of just an imperfect superstar. He's enigmatic. He's inconsistent. He's unavailable. He's all those sort of things. But as I've alluded to, which is, we're probably going to get a lot of stuff that we're repeating. We're going to try and provide new information here and there. And I think... I just, no, you know what? I'm not going to repeat myself. If you want to listen to yesterday's episode, I have my thoughts on the fact that if Kyrie Irving leaves, Kevin Durant's gone. It's as simple as that. So, and if, and there's still people arguing against that fact. Like, uh, I'm, I'm putting that stuff out on Twitter and like saying that, you know, there's more dedication to Steve Nash and all these sort of things. And then we're just like, well, lose Kyrie or just like tra- trade them all and, you know, you'll get first round picks in return. It's just like, do you want, like, as a fan, do you want success and to win? And I'm not saying that it is fait accompli with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant that you're going to win a championship. But yes, the Nets will get some picks in return for Kevin Durant leaving, sorry, Kyrie Irving leaving. But it's not going to get you a chance at having one of the top 12 players to ever step foot on a freaking basketball court. You're going to draft another Kevin Durant, Nick? If you tell me that if we lose Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and we draft another Kevin Durant then I'll be like, cool, kick him out the bloody door. It's not going to happen. There's the, the chances of happening, if we're putting it percentages-wise, it's negative 0.5%. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I think the way you look at it, too, with draft picks is it's like a, a bet within a bet within a bet. You know what I mean? It's like a gamble on a gamble on a gamble where if you have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, obviously it's a gamble. There's no guarantee you win a championship, but you give yourself a high percentage chance, at least higher than most teams in the league, to have a real opportunity to win a championship if you give them the proper roster around them and the guys are able to stay healthy and be available. And I think, again, that's just a chance that you have to take. And again, like you said, Jack, they're not perfect. You know, Katie and Kyrie. Kyrie is not the perfect combo. Kyrie obviously has been very imperfect in his time in Brooklyn, but at the end of the day, they still are giving you you your best shot at a championship and a better shot than you'll probably have in the next 10 to 20 years, unless something really breaks right for the Nets. Because like you said, there's no guarantee you're going to even draft an all-star with a lotto pick. You really have no idea how things can unfold. And the one thing that we do know is you need a top 10 player to win a championship. And Kevin Durant is a top 10 player. You need, yeah, you need one of the best. Oh, you need an offensive system, defensive system to to lift the, the team overall. But normally, superstars win championships. You have to have one of the best players. Stephen Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, whoever else it might be. And the Nets are just not throwing it all away, but it seems like 
to me they're just like death by a thousand cuts that's how it yeah. feels right now and we're just going to bleed to death as as nets fans here and there are people that are still supporting joe Sy and sean mark sean marx's leverage play and steadfastness and stubbornness in this whole situation and i'll, I'll this is a point that i am going to reiterate because to me if Kyrie Irving gets the max, will I be upset and think he doesn't deserve it? Yeah. But if it meant keeping Kevin Durant, I'm doing it, Nick. Yeah. And sure, and Josiah said his religion is winning. He's going to have to find a new religion if we lose Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving because we aren't going to be winning anytime soon. Yeah. No, you're right, Jack. And I think, again, this is something we've talked about in the past is soon as it got to the point where Kevin Durant is leaking to the media that he is, you know, mulling over his future and considering different options moving forward. Well, you, looking back on things, Nick, around Kevin Durant in particular, sorry for interrupting, but remember when we got that piece from Christian Winfield about the fact that Kevin Durant hasn't communicated with the front office or, or, or the Nets franchise in a matter of weeks or whatever else it might be, and we were sort of dismissing it, and there were things coming left, right, and center, and those sort of things. Looking back on some reports that we have gotten from Nets media and Nets people within the know, does it sort of make a bit more sense now? Sort of hearing, you know, you've sort of spoken about, you know, Sean Marks's comments have been, you know, publicly to the media about Kyrie Irving, does he want to be here? All those sort of things. It's like, well, yeah, he's putting a little bit of public pressure here and there. It's now seems to me that there's a lot of stuff out there that maybe we we glossed over a little bit too much. Yeah, I think the negotiations probably started way sooner than we you know, then we knew about it. You know what I mean? Like this could have been happening a month ago and Kevin Durant could have known about it as well a month ago and how things are kind of progressing. I would still say that KD and the Nets have talked in some capacity, but still, I don't think their relationship obviously at this point in time is on great terms. You know, this is probably the worst their relationship has ever been his entire, you know, Nets tenure. You know, he is upset with the team because of the way they're treating Kyrie and potentially pushing him out. And again, he's releasing stuff like or his camp is releasing stuff to the media. We had the report from Shams today that was about Kevin Durant. You know, that that's a leverage play by KD to try to assist Kyrie in getting this contract. Two things around Kevin Durant, Nick. That report for who, who some people who might not be on Twitter or might not be in the know uh, from Sham Sarania. Sources, Kevin Durant is monitoring the Brooklyn Nets situation and considering options with his future. This now opens a path for Kyrie Irving to proceed on finding a new home via opt-in and trade. We also got from Woj, not conflicting reports, but reports furthermore to that. He said, I'm told that Kevin Durant has not told the Nets that if Kyrie Irving leaves, that means he's going to ask for a trade. What Kevin Durant wants to know, what would a reconfigured Nets team look like? How would they try to reshape the roster so that Nets would be able to return in the near term and have a championship contender? That is all bullshit from Sean Marks. I, I, I put this out on Twitter and a lot of people probably already do know this. But when we hear reports from specific reporters, think about where they're getting their information from. Woj, every single time, 98% of the time when it comes to Nets stuff, is getting it from Sean Marks or Joe Sy. Joe yeah. obviously has Brian Lewis and such. When it comes from Shams, it's normally the players themselves or the players' agents. Shams has reported around Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and the like before. When it's Shams, it's Kyrie Irving and those sort of parties. So just think about where the information is coming from and how they're trying to communicate it. But at the same time, there's, tr there's elements of truth in all of them, but take some things with a grain of salt. And I think the wording in which Woj reported that was very crucial. He has not told them yet. You know, he hasn't informed them 
formally that he would request a trade. That doesn't mean that they don't know about it. It, it felt like the Nets trying to save face a little bit with the fans in this situation and make themselves look not as bad or make it seem like, oh, if Kyrie is gone and KD will, quote unquote, surprise them with a trade request. Uh, and obviously we know that's false. So the Nets know what's going on in the situation and the way it's been reported previously in terms of even how we talked about it yesterday. What was it, Jack? The Nets are walking down a narrow pathway why they do this. So they know the situation. That was definitely just kind of uh, a release from the Nets on a leverage play for the fans almost. I don't need inside sources to tell me that if Kyrie Irving's gone, Kevin Durant is gone. And I think that if pe- there might be some naive people out there who think that, you know, Sean Marks and Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant is supporting this. And some people have even said that. And I think that that is just way off base. It's just so. The reporting doesn't match up. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. You you just read between the lines and, you know, as you alluded to, Nick, you know, the specific wording. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another one from Woj, probably the biggest one from the day, was ESPN sources. If Kyrie Irving can't reach an agreement to stay with Brooklyn, he has a list of teams he'd like them to consider on sun and trades, including Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, Heat, Mavs, and 76ers. None of these teams have cap space to sign with him to sign him without Nets help. He responded that with, those are teams who Irving has interest in, but he isn't necessarily a priority for all of them, sources said. So there's a little bit of like back and forth, back and forth. You know, is that Kyrie Irving sort of giving some some uh, drops here and there or Kyrie Irving's stepmother as the agent sort of dropping some things here and there as well? I don't know, but that was obviously interesting. And hopefully we don't have to consider talking about those teams and trade packages with sign and trades if Kyrie Irving were to opt in. I don't want to discuss it yet, Nick. I think just discussing the news and the, the general vibe itself is depressing enough. Yeah, no, it really is, obviously. And I think... Two, it's gotten pretty bad on multiple fronts, even just from the public opinion viewpoint on this whole situation, not even just how the negotiations are happening, but the fact that they're becoming so public and everyone's kind of getting to the point where, you know, it could potentially even get worse. And that 
that would be even you know worse for the Nets because they need to bring these guys back so they have a chance for a championship. But also, their image has already taken a major hit over the course of the last few weeks and the course of this last season. So they need to clean this up on that front as well. And there's no way of losing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and coming out of it looking like you won. There isn't, Nick. I think that piggybacking off what you sort of said, and I'm not sure whether we have discussed, you know, the sort of ramifications going back and forth. The worst case scenario of this is what we all don't want to happen, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant leaving. The best case scenario is that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant reaffirm their commitment. Now, the difference between the best and the worst is as far apart as the wingspan of Giannis, Rudy Gobert, and every other tall, long, lanky player put together. And it is just unfathomable the ramifications that could happen if Kyrie Irving isn't given some form of extension that appeases to him and his camp. Is it worth the risk, Nick? I think I've, I've brought that question up a million times. Now, I understand, like I've said, where Sean Marks and Nett are coming from. And Evan Sidery, who's done a little bit of reporting of late, has said the Nets thus far have not wanted to do a long-term extension with Kyrie Irving per Woj. Um, Per Woj, Woj reaffirms Kevin Durant will probably ask out if Brooklyn, out of, out of Brooklyn, if Kyrie leaves in free agency. It's the best, the, the difference between the best and the worst. It's like watching like Thor Dark World and Thor Ragnarok. That's yeah, what it's yeah. like, Nick. <laughs> one of the worst Marvel movies and then probably one of the best solo Marvel films. So exactly. the, the fact is, you're right, Jack. It's. It's completely different worlds. And I think fans also, the fans that are supporting quote unquote Josiah and Sean Marks don't understand the difference in competing and having a real shot at, an, at a championship and opportunities to win games to, you know, almost having to get lucky to win games sometimes being the lesser team or just like hoping the ping pong balls bounce your way and you get a lottery pick if you end up with the right pick. So it's just a completely different world. And obviously, you know, we already went through a lot of hardships recently so we don't want to get back to that spot you want to stay where you are and continue to improve and ascend to new levels which the nets could really do and obviously there's going to be some damaged relationships but the nets could potentially you know fix those maybe it's you know as crazy as sean marks getting let go and that kind of reassures some things but a lot of a lot of things need to happen for the nets to get back on track but the great thing is the ball is in their court and they can still probably make moves to at least save majority yeah, I'm I'm a bit more skeptical than you. Nick. We've also got some reporting from Ian Begley. He said one note on Kyrie Irving slash Nets. Brooklyn's stance against giving Kyrie Irving a max extension has thus far been fully supported by owner Joe Sy. No shit. Like literally, <laughs> like it's just. Well, I, look, I think that's important to know, Jack, because you and I obviously have talked about that from the start. That we've thought it's been a yes. Joe Sy and Sean Marks joint effort, where a lot of people I think have been talking about a majority being Sean Marks. No, Joe Sy is probably a bigger influencer in this than Sean Marks, in my opinion. Obviously, I don't have the reporting, but that's just the way it seems to me. No, I, I, don't, to I don't disagree in any form or fashion, Nick. When it comes to the franchise, Joe Sy has been leaking reports about losing money in the offseason yep. and such, and we were sort of talking about that. Okay, is he not going to pay Bruce Brown and Nick Claxton? Well, now he's not even going to bloody play Kyrie freaking Irving. Yeah. It's just, it's unfathomable. It's just unfathomable, Nick. And it's just like, okay, and this is via John DeZager, who's a great follower on, on, on Nets Twitter. And he responded to the tweet from Ian Begley. He said, Joe Sy's counterproductive way of saving money when nobody shows up to any games for the next five years. If you want to make money, and your priority as an owner is to use an NBA franchise as a moneymaker, the best way to do that is by winning and having superstars. 
Will the Nets win without superstars? No. So neither thing is going to happen if Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving leave. Joe Sy is about to fumble the big, the easiest thing that could ever happen. Now, I again, I'm try. I always preface it because I think people think that I'm so anti Sean Marks, and people have been responding to me saying, well, "When aren't you pro Sean Marks?" Yeah, we're from the same hemisphere and have similar accents. But the way that, <laughs> but the, the way that this guy and the owner have been handling the franchise that I love is making me sick. Like I, I literally, I saw a fake Woj tweet and I was, I almost fell for it about, you know, Kyrie being traded to, to and I sent it to you, Nick, about being traded to the Knicks. We've, we've got Joe Sy liking some very, very questionable tweets. And our guy DJ, as well as uh, Sam, I think the only Nets fan posted on Twitter, has been sort of aggregated in a lot of places about the fact that they, I, I can't remember, I'll find them. They're in my dock here somewhere, Nick, but I'm, I'm getting a, a little bit up in my head because talking about Joe Sy makes me very, very angry. This guy bought this franchise a couple of years ago and he bought them for a couple of billion dollars. And everything that's coming out is about him. Is he prioritizing winning? Is he prioritizing making money? Make your goddamn mind up, Joseph. I'm going to call you Joseph and Stephen and Seanathan. I don't know. There's nothing <laughs> else you could, that's, that's for Sean, but it's just... I I want this guy away from my team, Nick. I I just I can't stand it. It's sort of like you know Robert Sava esque. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah, I mean he came in and then there was like a lot of things. You're like, oh okay, like he's you know his religion is winning and he's telling us all these things that it's going to be great and you know he's willing to spend in the tax and obviously we have some moves that are questionable. Even though you move on from that, but then you get to this situation and now that creates some real frustration because that he thinks that he can kind of come in and manage the team in a way that's not NBA-like. You know, th th this is the players' league. The players run the league. You need superstar players to win a championship, and the Nets have that. They're already at this step. Yeah, have things gone perfectly? No, but you can still fix that long as you get these guys under contract and worry about that later. And that's Get your goddamn checkbook out, Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> get it out, my guy. You got hundreds of million dollars for skyscra skyscrapers in New York. Pay our superstar. Eight billion. It's just like, God freaking damn it. I'll get I'll allude to the tweets. Sorry, Nick. Um, DJ, make sure you're following him at KingDJ underscore 5297. And Sam, let me find his Twitter handle, at the only Nets fan. Have, they've both sort of aggregated it. And this is via at KristenF34 underscore. And for those that are a part of Nets Twitter, they know that is a person that is, let's say, less reputable than the guys that I've just alluded to in their fandom for, for the Brooklyn Nets. And she wrote, just drove by Sean Mark's exit on my way to work. I don't see why it's smoked, but I know that man is cooking in, in all caps. And Sean Mark's, we trust, team and culture greater than any one player. Excited to get back to Nets basketball. The person that tweeted that is the most anti-Kyrie person that I know on all of Twitter, apart from maybe Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> I, I don't, and even that, that might be saying something. So the fact that the fact that he's liking this bullshit, Nick, and rather than like lacrosse videos or stuff about the Liberty, and it's just like, what is what is going on? What uh, I feel like Jim in, in that episode of The Office where and, the, and the, the famous gift where he's like, what is going on? What is going on? What is going on? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of just like, I don't want to say icing on the cake, but it kind of does feel that way. It's just like that extra like punch in the stomach where it's like, yeah, negotiations are going terrible. You know, the Nets aren't bringing these guys back. Josiah and Sean Marks aren't playing this right. And then, you know, he decides to like a tweet from an anti-Kyrie person, but also liking a tweet that states... Anti-Nets person as well, Nick. I, yeah. I don't want to, I want to preface that this person who tweeted that has shown 
disdain for the Nets franchise in a lot of ways and has shown a strong affiliation to our crosstown rivals in the Knicks lots of times. It is fair weather fan at the, if you're comparing it to like myself and you, you being one of the biggest Nets fans in the entire world, me being a, a really passionate Nets fan as well. She is on the end of the spectrum that is like, you can't even see the dot is invisible. Yeah. And the fact is not only the person, obviously, like you said, some anti-Nets, anti-Kyrie stuff. And then also the fact that it says team and culture over any one player, like if you're Josiah, like, why would you even like this tweet when you're in the middle of a negotiation with a superstar? Like, it just literally makes no sense. It just goes to show you that he really, you know, is kind of over his head in this situation. And obviously, he's a billionaire. He's done a million things right with his business and all that. But it doesn't mean that he knows how to run an NBA team right. And right now, it's not going well. <laughs> it's uh, that's uh that's the understatement of the millennium nicholas i'll put it out there not just the century not just the year not just i don't know if there's any higher year form than millennium but man since the dinosaurs were around i don't know <laughs> if there's been a greater understatement i think the final thing i want to touch on nick and christian winfield put out this piece we've spoken about some of his reporting it's been hit and miss but he, he does do some decent reporting he does have some of his sources you a quote tweeted it with a, a pretty important screenshot, probably one of the two main takeaways from the piece. Do you want to let people know this, I guess, pretty salacious if we're going to, we're sort of getting into some hot takey rumor mongering sort of stuff, but we report what we see from people that, you know, get paid to do this stuff and are more in the know than we are. What was it, Nick? Yeah, I mean, um, this is kind of just paraphrasing, but pretty much Christian reported in May that the Nets you know, wanted Kyrie to opt into the final year of his contract worth $36 million and have kind of a prove-it year to prove he deserves a long-term contract, which is obviously something that's just not going to happen. You, To an extent, you understand why the Nets wanted that, but ideally you still don't even start the approach. You know, I thought to start a negotiation and saying, we need you to prove it is just a bad look, a bad look in a league where there's, you know, superstars that you need to win a championship and you have two of them and you know the relationship in which he has with Kevin Durant. So in my opinion, that started things off on the wrong foot. And eventually we know that the Nets offered a two-year, potentially $84 million, something along that range. Like if you already knew you were going to offer that, at least start with the two-year offer and then work from there. To start in such a a bad way and on such a negative foot, it just already kind of puts you in an uphill battle with a superstar in Kyrie Irving that is a little bit on, that is unpredictable, not even a little bit unpredictable. He's unpredictable. So to do that, it's just like, what are we doing? And I'm not, and again, Kyrie is not perfect. He's made plenty of mistakes and done things that has annoyed the franchise and fans. But at the end of the day, he's a superstar player. He's great friends with Kevin Durant. And for Kevin Durant to stay, you most likely need to make Kevin, uh, Kyrie Irving happy. And the Nets, for some reason, do not understand that, specifically Josiah and Sean Marks. Sean Marks and Josiah, we've given them credit where credit is due. You know, some of the some of Josiah's philanthropic efforts throughout the years, you know, to do with the New York area as well as through COVID have been very, very admirable. Sean Marks, how he built the franchise into getting Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in the first place, though I think that a lot of that was their choice and sort of, you know, a, a semblance of luck, but he did build the franchise up. He from... made it respectable when it was yep. a laughing stock of the league. So I, Maybe... I don't think Kyrie and Katie ever come here if the Nets are still a laughing stock to the fact that they were at least a competent franchise that that was 
pro player at the point in which they signed and now feels anti player at the point in which they could potentially leave. And, and Sean Marks has always been, you know, in terms of like getting currying favor with the agents and making sure that like, you know, uh, veterans know like Jared Dudley said great things. Demario Carroll said great things and uh, about the franchise itself. I mean, he got D'Angelo Russell a max contract and that's a lot of people have reported that that not only helped the next Nets acquire a little bit of cap space, but he wanted to do it as a favor to D'Angelo Russell. So it, you are so pro player in that era, but now you don't want to give your own superstars max contracts or at least negotiate something like the thing that I find just perplexing is why have they not just offered a three-year deal to Kyrie Irving and see potentially if he would accept that? Or you know what I mean? Just like come to some level of compromise. It feels like the yeah. Nets have offered this one deal and they have not kind of approached anything else. Yeah, I think that you are totally on the right track. The fact that we have got the opt-in, the the prove it, and it's, that, that's just, I understand the premise, but it's nonsensical to say the least. The it's two years, it, It's not realistic. The end goal, the end result is going to be match up the four years with Kevin Durant because these two are a package deal. You gave DeAndre Jordan four years at the start because it was part of the whole package to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the first place. And now you've gone you know, one way to the other. And like you mentioned, Nick, you can't go a full 180 and expect things to be totally smooth along the way. It is going to be bumpy to say the least. And I think that the fact that it hasn't been because it would look better on the Nets if they were to go, yeah, we've offered Kyrie Irving a, a four-year deal with incentives later. And if he, like Bobby Mark sort of alluded to, offer him the four-year deal. If he plays 65 games plus in those first two years, then the third year gets guaranteed and the fourth year is a team option or whatever else it might be. We're literally getting that they don't want to offer him a long-term deal. And it's just like, well, you've offered Kevin Durant a long-term deal. And Kevin Durant's, you know, in his mid-30s, I think he's heading into his age 34 or 35 yep, 34. season. So he's going to be, by the time he's done, 37, 38. Kyrie Irving, obviously, I think he's going to age pretty goddamn well. I think he's in as good a shape as ever looking at and that. And I think almost not playing so many games, given unavailability, vaccine stuff and, and injury, I think he's going to age better than a lot of people do think. So maybe sort of Steph Curry-esque in that sort of fashion. So I think that the end goal is give him four years. And again, like I'll I'll preface it again, like I said earlier. Do I think he deserves it? No. But if Kevin Durant gets four years, you give Kyrie Irving four years because they are a package deal, and that's what you've signed up for. Yeah, I mean, also that too. I think that's a, a thing that's been lost in this whole scenario is you sign Katie and Kyrie to have them as a duo. They wanted to come here. They wanted to play to, together, and that was a big reason they ended up in Brooklyn. You just kind of have to live with the result because, like we've discussed on this show and on previous shows. Without them, you're not in a great spot, even if you do acquire all these picks and these the players. The Nets because are nothing, Nick. The Nets are nothing. They are. We've dealt with 22, 12, and 70 seasons or whatever. We're going back to there. And unless they get Victor Wembanyama with the first pick next year or some other high school kid or a guy, and like you alluded to on last night's pod, on yesterday's pod, that the Nets don't have any of their own draft picks until 2027. Again, if they were to trade Kevin Durant, then they would get a, a haul that hopefully... No, I don't even want to even think about that. I'd, I'd rather just focus on the shit show that we are in right now. I just... I, I guess the, the question I'll ask you, Nick, is that... And, and this is via at the Joe Farrow, who was posting like some screenshots and the roller coaster ride that has been the Brooklyn Nets. 1,089 days since the 30th of June, 2019. The clean sweep, getting James Harden, getting Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, 
it's all been just an absolute chaos and we've enjoyed some of it along the way some of it has been a bit hard to take and at podcasting throughout this time we've had a lot of success over the year and i want to continue having success and i think that success with the team will help us and selfishly i kind of want that i want to keep covering Kyrie irving i want to keep covering kevin durant because i love watching these guys play and if i have to cover ben simmons patty mills and joe harris yeah i'm gonna love it as well but it's not gonna be with the same desire and the same expectations i want championship expectations i want pressure i want chaos that comes with that i don't want uh, mediocre mediocrity irrelevance that we have dealt with before and we've built ourselves up from you know both our podcast and both the Brooklyn Nets franchise overall and short marks will probably get us back to a respectable place where we're the fun league pass team guys will be dancing on the sidelines but I'd rather have absolute chaos with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and have that chance at winning a chip yeah 100% agree and we did just get a brand new report from Shams Jack and just to summarize, obviously, we're podcasting, so I can't watch the entire video. Uh, Kyrie Irving, it appears, is going to find a new home. And Kevin Durant has four years left on his contract. His future is very much right now in the air. So the, it continues to progress. Obviously, like we talked about when we talked about the initial report, this is, seems like the final leverage push from Kyrie and KD in terms of getting him that deal. But if it gets past this final stage it's probably over. You know, you're getting to a point of no return. So it's really getting to a point where the Nets need to decide on what the move is here because if they want to have a chance at a championship next season, they need to get this deal done with Kyrie and, you know, fix the relationship with Kevin Durant. Nick, I, obviously, like I said, I sometimes wish you had like a video podcast. <laughs> I leaned so far back in my chair when you were sort of speaking that I almost fell off. I'm all, from a... From a purely objective standpoint, I'm getting sick of talking about this stuff. Yeah. You know, there's times when we get sick of talking about specific topics. You do such great work looking into free agency targets. You did a great trade show with Justin. We were supposed to do our off-season show with you know possibly a guest tomorrow as well, where it's likely we'll probably be more doing more of this stuff. Yes, it's exciting and uh, you know a bit chaotic and, and crazy. But sometimes it's just cool to speak about the fact that, oh, could the Nets get PJ Washington? You yeah. know, is John Collins a possible target? As has been reported, you know, John Collins a possible target. You you put out a, a nice little trade proposal as well, um, and 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 you know, feel free to to share that one to sort of end us up a little bit here. But man, hopefully by the time I wake up tomorrow morning, Melbourne time, I'm, and I go through you know your aggregated tweets because you're always good at keeping me up in the loop as I sleep in the the southern hemisphere <laughs> and down in here in Melbourne, Australia. We get something good, Nick. I, I hope for that last night, um, but maybe it's a bit naive of me to even uh, have hope because don't just don't give me hope. Just it's sort <laughs> of again, Jeremy. It's Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye in in Avengers. You know, just don't give me hope. Just, yeah. just don't. And I, I need it though, Nick. I just, that's all I'm clinging on to, mate. That's all I'm clinging on to. Well, and just one final note on the Kyrie stuff, like you said, Jack. Obviously, we love to talk about the offseason targets and the trade stuff, but obviously we can't because we don't know the direction of the team. But, um, you know, the Nets probably could have ended up getting a three-year deal or got something like incentive-based, but now I feel like if they are going to retain Kyrie Irving, it's probably going to be for that full max contract with very limited things that favor them because they've gotten themselves to this point. So something to just kind of keep in mind. But to talk about two fun mock trades, and obviously these trades would only be, you know, would only happen if the Nets were to keep their superstars. And the first one would be the Nets and the Wizards. The Nets acquire Rui Hachimura for Cam Thomas. Look, I, I like that a lot, Nick. You know, you're essentially exchanging 
you know, an upside guard for an upside wing. And the Nets need upside wings more than any other sort of... I like his body profile. He's played some good games against our, our Brooklyn Nets as well. My other favorite Nick in this world, uh, Nick Busing, is, a, is a, a Wizards fan. He he keeps me in the loops with a lot of their sort of stuff. So I think that would be pretty cool. And then your other one about PJ Washington. I think PJ Washington would be perfect in, in Brooklyn, genuinely perfect. And I think that if the market for Jeremy Grant, Christian Wood is what it is, then the Nets need to be picking up the, the phone, make this Kyrie Irving goddamn deal and get us some support pieces so we can get, so we can, Put this chaos behind us. Chaos, you know, chaos reigns supreme was the title of the last pod, Nick. You might have to find, look up some synonyms online or get yourself just a thesaurus <laughs> out and just do chaos. Yeah, chaos reigns supreme part two. That's actually not a bad idea. But in, in saying that, Nick, I want to be talking about these trade stuff with you. I want to be speaking about these targets. I want to do our big off-season previews, but it makes no sense to do it given what is currently happening with our franchise. And I love the Nets. I love the Nets till the day I die, but it doesn't mean that I can't be angry and disheveled and you know feel like a, a a walking sigh yeah i mean it's it's fair to be upset because obviously what's happening right now is pretty terrible and it's pretty terrible and you know the full world of sports not just you know the nba or the nets i mean this would be a very very bad situation obviously we lost james harden earlier this year some of that was harden's choice but losing Kyrie, kd and harden all within the same calendar year would be something else for this team so Jack, hopefully, hopefully when we talk tomorrow for our next show, we're getting some good news. But still, as always, a pleasure and big thanks to everybody for listening. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.